0: Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the Word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host a full-blooded apache indian born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth soapy dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys soapy dollar heard the bible's life-changing message at the age of eight and the course of his life was changed he's an american indian guitar playing all-around rodeo cowboy
1: I keep my thumb between the pages And my heart in the book
0: With more degrees than a thermometer the And over 40 years of introducing folks just like you To the God of the Bible Here is Soapy Dollar
1: And here we are Starting out every evening, thanking you for being along with us each and every evening, each and every week, month, and year as we continue our way through the Bible. We are in the book of Joshua. We've read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. Of course, in the meantime, we've made a couple of visits back to the New Testament where we've read through the Gospels of Matthew and Mark. And now we're back for the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. These three books come in that period between the conquest of Canaan, the promised land, and the occupation of the promised land by the people of Israel under the leadership of Joshua. Then you have this 325-year period, the time of the judges, it's called. There's no strong centralized government, no king over the whole land We'll be reading through the time of the judges, these 11 men and one woman that govern over the land in that 325-year period before the first king, Saul, as you remember, is crowned. So we're in that little period between the time of the conquest and the occupation and the time of the kings. I'll get to the book of Joshua, tell you where we are in that reading. One of our listeners called the other day and talked about the Psalms being crying out to God, sometimes even complaining to God. Tonight our reading from Psalm 44 is just that kind of passage. Rusty was talking about, is it right for us to bring our complaints to God, to tell God how we really feel about things? My answer was, it seems to me very clear that God wants to hear our heart, and if our relationship is one of respect and love and devotion to the Lord, there's no problem with our saying, Lord, what's happening? Why are you doing this? I don't get it. That's exactly what our psalmist tonight talks about. He's been celebrating the fact that in the past, God has done great things in liberating them and providing for them, but now he says, Lord, something's gone wrong. What is it? And why is it happening? The Bible Life. Psalm 44, verses 8 through 26. O God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. But now you have tossed us aside in dishonor. You no longer lead our armies to battle. You make us retreat from our enemies and allow them to plunder our land. You have treated us like sheep waiting to be slaughtered. You have scattered us among the nations. You sold us your precious people for a pittance. You valued us at nothing at all. You have caused all our neighbors to mock us. We are an object of scorn and derision to the nations around us. You have made us the butt of their jokes. We are scorned by the whole world. We can't escape the constant humiliation. Shame is written across our faces. All we hear are the taunts of our mockers. All we see are our vengeful enemies. All this has happened despite our loyalty to you. We have not violated your covenant. Our hearts have not deserted you. We have not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in the desert. You have covered us with darkness and death. If we had turned away from worshiping our God or spread our hands in prayer to foreign gods, God would surely have known it, for He knows the secrets of every heart. For your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Wake up, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Get up. Do not reject us forever. Why do you look the other way? Why do you ignore our suffering and oppression? We collapse in the dust, lying face down in the dirt. Rise up. Come and help us. Save us because of your unfailing love. End of reading Psalm forty-four, eight through twenty-six.
2: Take my body and build it up. May it be broken as an offering of love. For
0: I have nothing.
2: I am nothing but This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar.
1: And here we are back for the reading tonight, coming from the book of Joshua. We're going to start in chapter 17 tonight. Look at that Psalm 44 one more time. The whole psalm begins with this remembrance of God's faithfulness in the past. And then he goes into this section where he says, Lord, something has gone wrong. We are suffering this great hardship right now. Where are you? He's crying out to God. He's bringing his complaint to God and maybe even a slight tinge of argument with God. You notice one thing about the psalm, though. It's not just about his personal comfort or even about their national comfort as God's people. He asked God to rescue them based on God's character and based on God's redemptive plan. From God's point of view, Lord, what are you doing? That would make a difference as well as we talked about this idea of coming to God with our true selves and our true thoughts and feelings we ought to make sure that our attitude is one of respect and love and that we are looking for god's purposes for god's glory for the victory that god desires as god's people if that is foremost in our minds we will see god respond to us well now we're picking it up in chapter 17 where the tribes are going to be continuing to receive their allotment of land from joshua and the israel leadership joshua 17:1 through 21:19 Joshua 17. The next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older son. Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to the family of Makir because he was a great warrior. Makir was Manasseh's oldest son and was the father of Gilead. Land on the west side of the Jordan was allotted to the remaining families within the tribe of Manasseh: Abiezer, Helek, Asriel, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemedah. However, Zelophehad, son of Hepher, who was a descendant of Manasseh, Machir, and Gilead, had no sons. Instead, he had five daughters. Their names were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tursa. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them an inheritance along with their uncles, as the Lord had commanded. As a result, Manasseh's inheritance came to ten parcels of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River, because the female descendants of Manasseh received an inheritance along with the male descendants. The land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Michmethoth, which is east of Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Michmethoth to the people living near the spring of Tepuah, the land surrounding Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but the town of Tapua on the border of Manasseh's territory belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. From the spring of Tapua, the border of Manasseh followed the northern side of the kana ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns in Manasseh's territory belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. The land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh, with the Mediterranean Sea forming Manasseh's western border. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher and to the east was the territory of Issachar. The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher were given to Manasseh. Bethshan, Iblim, Dor, that is, Nafoth Dor, Endor, Tanakh, and Megiddo, with their respective villages. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns. They could not drive out the Canaanites who continued to live there. Later on, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of land when the Lord has given us so many people? Joshua replied, If the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perezites and the Rephaites live." They said, The hill country is not enough for us, and the Canaanites in the lowlands around Bethshan and the valley of Jezreel have iron chariots. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forests of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish and live there. And I am sure you can drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots.
2: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Joshua 18 Now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire Israelite assembly gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their inheritance. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to survey the unconquered territory. They will return to me with a written report of their proposed divisions of the inheritance. The scouts will map the land into seven sections, including Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. Then I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to decide which section will be assigned to each tribe. However, the Levites will not receive any land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their inheritance. And the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land, for they have already received their inheritance, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. As the men who were mapping out the land started on their way, Joshua commanded them, Go and survey the land. Then return to me with your written report, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord here at Shiloh. The men did as they were told, and mapped the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. Then they returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. There at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should have each section. The first allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory previously assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. The northern boundary began at the Jordan River, went north of the slope of Jericho, then west through the hill country and the wilderness of Beth-Avon. From there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is, Bethel, and proceeded down to Ataroth Adar to the top of the hill, south of lower Beth-haron. The boundary then ran south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth-haron, ending at the village of Kiriath Baal, that is, Kiriath-Jerim, one of the towns belonging to the tribe of Judah. This was the western boundary. The southern boundary began at the outskirts of Kiriath-Jerim, from there it ran westward to the spring at the waters of Nephtoah and down to the base of the mountain beside the valley of the son of Hinnom, at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From there it went down the valley of Hinnom, crossing south of the slope where the Jebusites lived, and continued down to En-Rogel. From En-Rogel the boundary proceeded northeast to En-Shemesh, and on to Geliloth, which is across from the slopes of Adumim. Then it went down to the stone of Bohan. Bohan was Reuben's son. From there it passed along the north side of the slope overlooking the Jordan Valley. The border then went down into the valley, ran past the north slope of Beth-Hogla, and ended at the north bay of the Dead Sea, which is the southern end of the Jordan River. The eastern boundary was the Jordan River. This was the inheritance for the families of the tribe of Benjamin. These were the towns given to the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Jericho, Beth-Hogla, emek Keziz, Beth-Arabah, Zemar-Raim, beth Avim, Parah, Ophrah, Kephar-Amoni, Ofni, and Geba, 12 towns with their villages. Also, Gibeon, Ramah, Beroth, Mispeh, Kefira, Mosa, Reken, Urpil, Taralah, Zela, Haileph, Jebus, that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriath-Jerim, 14 towns with their villages. This was the inheritance given to the families of the tribe of Benjamin.
2: You're listening to the Bible Live
1: with Soapy Dollar. Joshua 19, the second allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Simeon. Their inheritance was surrounded by Judah's territory. Simeon's inheritance included Beersheba, Sheba, Molada, Hasar Shual, Bala, Esem, Tolat, Bethul, Horma, Ziklag, Beth Markaboth, Hasar Susa, Beth Labaoth, and Sharuhin, thirteen towns with their villages. It also included Ayin, Rimon, Ether, and Ashan, four towns with their villages, including all the villages as far south as baalath Ber, also known as Ramah of the Negev. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Simeon. Their inheritance came from part of what had been given to Judah, because Judah's territory was too large for them. So the tribe of Simeon received an inheritance within the territory of Judah. The third allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Zebulun the boundary of zebulun's inheritance started at sarid from there it went west going past maralah touching dabasheth and proceeding to the brook east of jagnim in the other direction the boundary line went east from sarid to the border of kisloth tabor and from there to dabarath and up to japhia then it continued east to gath hefer ethkazin and rimon and turned toward neah the northern boundary of zebulun passed hanathon and ended at the valley of iftael the towns in these areas included Katath, Nahalal, Shimron, Idalah, and Bethlehem, twelve towns with their surrounding villages. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Zebulun. The fourth allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Issachar. Its boundaries included the following towns, Jezreel, Kesuloth, Shunem, Hafaraim, Shion, Anaharath, Rabith, Kishion, Ebez, Remeth, Inganim, Enhadah, and Beth-Pazez. The boundary also touched Tabor, Shahasuma, and Beth-Shemesh, ending at the Jordan River, 16 towns with their surrounding villages. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Issachar. The fifth allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Asher. Its boundaries included these towns, Helkath, Hali, Bethen, Akshaf, Alamalek, Ahmad, and Mishal the boundary on the west went from carmel to Shehor libnath turned east toward beth dagon and ran as far as zebulun in the valley of Iftael, running north to beth amek and neiel it then continued north to kabul abdon rehob hamon cana and as far as greater sidon then the boundary turned toward ramah in the fortified city of tyre and came to the mediterranean sea at hosah the territory also included mehebel Aksib, Umah, Afech, and Rehob, 22 towns with their surrounding villages. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Asher. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. The sixth allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Naphtali. Its boundary ran from Halef from the oak at Zananim and extended across to Adami Nakeb, Jebneel, and as far as Lakum, ending at the Jordan River. The western boundary ran past Asnoth-Tabor, then to Hukok and touched the boundary of Zebulun in the south, the boundary of Asher on the west, and the Jordan River on the east. The fortified cities included in this territory were Zedum, Zer, Hamath, Rakath, Kinnereth, Adama, Ramah, Hazor, Kedesh, Edrei, Enhazor, Yuron, Migdal-El, beth Bethanath, and Beth Shemesh. 19 cities with their surrounding villages. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Naphtali. The seventh and last allotment of land went to the families of the tribe of Dan. The towns within Dan's inheritance included Zorah, Eshtaol, Irshemesh, Labin, Ayicholon, Itla, Elon, Timna, Ekron, Eltekeh, Gibethon, Baalath, Jehud, Beneberach, Gothrimon, and majachon also Rakon along with the territory across from Joppa. But the tribe of Dan had trouble taking possession of their land, so they fought against the town of Laish. They captured it, slaughtered its people, and settled there. They renamed the city Dan after their ancestor. This was the inheritance of the families of the tribe of Dan, these towns with their villages. After all the land was divided among the tribes, the Israelites gave a special piece of land to Joshua as his inheritance. For the Lord had said he could have any town he wanted. He chose tenoth in the hill country of Ephraim. He rebuilt the town and lived there. These are the territories that Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the tribal leaders gave as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle at Shiloh. So the division of the land was completed. Joshua 20 The Lord said to Joshua, Now tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge, as I instructed Moses. Anyone who kills another person unintentionally can run to one of these cities and be protected from the relatives of the one who was killed, for the relatives may seek to avenge the killing. Upon reaching one of these cities, the one who caused the accidental death will appear before the leaders at the city gate and explain what happened. They must allow the accused to enter the city and live there among them. If the relatives of the victim come to avenge the killing, the leaders must not release the accused to them, for the death was accidental. But the person who caused the death must stay in that city and be tried by the community and found innocent. Then the one declared innocent because the death was accidental must continue to live in that city until the death of the high priest who was in office at the time of the accident. After that, the one found innocent is free to return home. The following cities were designated as cities of refuge. Kadesh of Galilee in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. On the east side of the Jordan River, across from Jericho, the following cities were designated as cities of refuge. Bezer in the wilderness plain of the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead in the territory of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan in the land of the tribe of Manasseh. These cities were set apart for Israelites as well as the foreigners living among them. Anyone who accidentally killed another person could take refuge in one of these cities. In this way, they could escape being killed in revenge prior to standing trial before the community. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Joshua 21 Then the leaders of the tribe of Levi came to consult with Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the leaders of the other tribes of Israel. They spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord instructed Moses to give us towns to live in and pasture lands for our cattle. So by the command of the Lord, the Levites were given, as their inheritance, the following towns with their pasture lands. The descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan within the tribe of Levi, were given thirteen towns that were originally assigned to the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The other families of the Kohathite clan were allotted ten towns from the territories of Ephraim, Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The clan of Gershon received thirteen towns from the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The clan of Morari received twelve cities from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the Israelites obeyed the Lord's command to Moses and assigned these towns and pasture lands to the Levites by casting sacred lots. The Israelites gave the following towns from the tribes of Judah and Simeon to the descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan within the tribe of Levi, since the sacred lot fell to them first, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, along with its surrounding pasture lands. Arba was an ancestor of Anak. But the fields beyond the city and the surrounding villages were given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. The following towns with their pasture lands were given to the descendants of Aaron the priest. Hebron, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone, Libna, Jatir, Eshtomoah, Holon, Debir, Ain, Jutah, and Bethshemesh, nine towns from these two tribes. From the tribe of Benjamin, the priests were given the following towns with their surrounding pasture lands, Gibeon, Geba, Anathoth, and Almon, four towns. So 13 towns were given to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. End of reading, Joshua 17, 1 through 21:19. Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
0: Lord, it, rock,
1: Tonight we saw Benjamin, Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Dan, these tribes now receiving their portion, their allotment, as the land is divided now between the 12 tribes of Israel. A little difficult, but hang in there, listen to the details. In the first place, you know something about these different tribes. They are the 12 sons of Israel, of Jacob, and we know some of the history of their character. We know that Ephraim and Manasseh were the sons of Joseph down in Egypt, whom Jacob adopted as his own sons. That's why they received these portions as well as part of the inheritance. It seems to have gone here fairly well. Remember that Reuben and Gad and half of the tribe of Manasseh got their land on the east side, on the other side of the Jordan, before they even came over to do battle. So that was taken care of. Caleb, this great hero of the tribe of Judah, Caleb took this mountainous area where the Anakite giants used to live. This 85-year-old man said, Give me those mountains, give me those giants, I'll take them out. He was a man of great faith, he really was. But the other tribes, if you look in the blessings that prophetically Abraham and Moses gave to the different tribes, you'll see reflected the apportionment of land to them. Although it was done by casting lots, they still got the land they were to get. And these cities of refuge and the 48 cities that were given to the Levites. I didn't read too much complaining in there. God had kept all of his promises. He gave them the land. It was theirs for the taking. All they had to do was step out in faith and receive it. Just like us. God has given us a lot of good things, but sometimes it takes courage on our part to step out by faith and obedience to receive the blessings that God has given us. We are approaching the end of the book of Joshua. We will finish our reading from this book tomorrow evening and go from there right on into the book of the Judges, the time of the Judges. Uh, We'll meet the first judge, I think, maybe before we get into the book of Judges. The first judge happens to be Caleb's nephew, Othniel, the first of the 12 judges. We all have experiences like this that we read about tonight in Psalm 44. God seems distant. There's some problems in our life. Something's going wrong. We're experiencing some suffering and some difficulty Sometimes that is due to sin and unbelief in our life, but sometimes it's a point of growth. Sometimes God is just using us in someone else's the Bible spiritual Live process. Soapy
2: Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live. Post Office Box 1888. That's the Bible Live, PO Box 1888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now, don't forget.